What is going on, family members? Welcome back to another Football and Chill podcast live stream. Got my guy, Coach uh, Coach Live, with us today. What's going on, man? I'm good, Rob. How you doing, man? Appreciate I, I'm you. doing good. I like the little thing on the bottom. Uh, Couch Coach, NFC East champ. Yes, you yeah. are. Yes. Um, can't take that away from us. No, you can't. No, anybody. No, you Nobody. <laughs> so, unfortunately, our season ended a little bit earlier than we were hoping. Um but on the same token, it ended a little bit later than a lot of us probably predicted that it would. Yeah. But before we get into that, um, real quick, I don't know if you guys have seen it. Hope probably you have. Uh, broken the last three or so hours. Uh, former Browns wide receiver and current Seahawks wide receiver Josh Gordon, who was just reinstated uh, within the last eight weeks, reinstated back into the league, has been suspended indefinitely yet again. Uh, for substance abuse policy, I don't remember. I don't know off the top of my head which number um, suspension this is. But at this point, do you see him getting another chance? At this point, uh, it's going to be very far and few between. Um, and it's funny because it, it feels like a lifetime ago when he led the league receptions what i mean in yeah. receiving yards and receptions when it was like 2013 or 14 right around that time i think it's done i mean he's literally eight years removed from that type of production yeah and he's constantly you know and he's getting all the chances in the world especially with a team like seattle and you know you think about like you know like a pete carroll kind of a you know like a player's coach and you know mm-hmm. in a better you know in a, just a better environment to think that he couldn't get it even right, even in Seattle. It was kind of right. like terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I I even posted when I seen it earlier. I posted on Facebook. You know, clearly he's battling demons. He's battling whatever he has going on in his life. Because I've seen the thing. I forgot what, who did the story on him. But basically, they dove into his drug addiction going all the way back to high school. He was popping pills before high school games. He was getting drunk at Baylor uh, coaches would bail him out. And, and this is just, you know, further shows the whole, you know, he's been enabled his whole, his whole life. Cause he's been so good. Um, and that's actually why he ended up going to Baylor is because I think at the time he was on probation and he couldn't leave the state. So he had to go to school somewhere mm. in Texas. And it's just, it's sad to see because, it really is. Like you said, he's about eight years removed from leading the league and receiving. Um, I know that he – I think – wasn't that the year that he only played like 14 or 12 games? Something, <laughs> yeah. something crazy. I, he, it was something like 14 games, I think. Yeah. And he still led the league in receiving. And if he would have been <laughs> able to do that with a team like the Browns have now. Correct. Uh, and it's just right. – yeah, so I even said – I said whatever ba- demons he's battling, I hope he beats them. I really do, but – I don't feel sorry for him anymore. I really don't. Yeah. At this point, you you should be surrounding yourself with people who are going to help you get to where you need to go, where you need to be, to be able to be successful in this league and, and prolong your career as long as possible. But clearly he he's not, and I just don't know what else, you know, anybody can do for him at this point. Right, right. Very unfortunate. Yeah. So enough about that. Uh, we're here for Washington football news. You already know. So we're going to go over just a little recap of what our expectations going into this previous season, this 2020 COVID season was. So I'm going to let you start with that. 
Yeah, so what was um, interesting about this season, um, as we talked about in the summer, um, you figured the transition, um, obviously with the you know the new higher um, higher uh, Ron Rivera, you figured you we were gonna have like bumps in the road. It's funny, I was telling, I was was kind of even telling people even on the podcast on here and, and even on mine, just in general, where Ron Rivera was gonna take baby steps with his team, where. Last year, three and thirteen, it wasn't gonna get worse. Yeah, like, everything from here was gonna be up, up and up. And and the thing was, and I looked at the schedule, and it's funny because we talked about this last week. It's funny I had to be in seventy nine, co- coincidentally. But I figured what was gonna happen. The the irony of it all is, I thought they were gonna go up to a, go to a strong start. I figured they were gonna kind of. Uh, take care of business in the beginning and then falter at the end. Cause I remember I, the, the, the stretch I really had, the, the highlight where I really stretched that I thought, you know, as far as, as, as nauseum was a holiday stretch between playing Dallas on Thanksgiving, then mm-hmm. going to Pittsburgh. Then at that time, we thought we were going to Santa Clara, but ended up going to Arizona. Right. And then coming home to, um, and then I was then coming home against Seattle. And I figured those four games were going to be kind of one of those things where, okay, well, we're going to really feel, like, we're going to really understand the characteristic of this team. We're going to find out the personality of this team. And lo and behold, we went three and one in that stretch. And I thought that was going to be the stretch that was going to do us in as far as take us out of the playoffs. But in theory, it put us in the playoffs yeah. essentially. Yeah. We, we talked about that a lot. I think we did. I think it was the week of Dallas, the first game. We did a show that week, and and we had looked ahead to that, and we both agreed that that five game stretch was really going to show what this team was made of. You know, we we didn't think where we we obviously knew we weren't going to run the table, clear it out five and zero, oh, but we 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 had said that as long as we're competitive in those games and our defense does what they need to do, you know, it it, it would be promising. Yeah, nobody gave us a chance against Pittsburgh. Nobody gave us a chance against San Francisco, even without Jimmy Garoppolo, even while not being a true home game for them. Mm-hmm. Nobody gave us a chance against Seattle. Nobody gave us a chance against Carolina. Hardly anybody gave us a chance against Philly. I remember I, I tend to be one of the more optimistic fans of this team. When Ron Rivera took over, um, I had projected, and looking at the schedule, I projected, I think I had us going either nine and seven or 10 and six. I thought the two Giants games were going to be easy games. And and honestly, we should have won both of those games. True. Uh, we should have beat Detroit. And I did think we we're going to beat Detroit. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't remember all the games that I had, um, but I definitely, I'm pretty sure I had us going 10 and six. And a lot of, a lot of Washington fans on Twitter called me crazy, but you know, <laughs> I just tend to have faith in my team. Um, so, would you call this season a success? Absolutely. Yeah, this team was a success. I mean, like we talked talked about earlier, this team was three and thirteen. Like it was, it was pretty bad last year. Like it was literally down in the dumps last year. And to essentially double your wins, even at seven and nine, and we didn't, if we didn't make the playoffs, it still would have been successful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's one of the biggest things. I, I struggled with it for like a couple minutes saying, you know, yeah, we made the playoffs, but at the same time, seven and nine, any other division, we wouldn't have made the playoffs, but that's not our fault. 
Right. We can't control what other teams do, you know, the other three teams in our division do. Um, but yeah, even if one of the other teams had ended up winning the division at nine and seven, ten and six, seven and nine was still a good season. Yeah. Like you said, we're three and thirteen last year. First year head coach with us. Obviously, we knew he we know he spent nine years in Carolina. Uh first year with us, you know, going through four quarterbacks, um, almost a fifth one when Steven Montez looking like he was gonna have to go into the game and then uh, Hennessy came back in. <laughs> um Obviously, Ron Rivera dealing with the cancer treatments at halftime of games, getting yeah. chemo literally in the middle of games. Um, it would have been a success either way. And and coming into the culture that we had, I don't care what yeah. Bruce Allen said that day, our culture was not good at that time. Yeah. It's it's getting better. It's not damn good now either, but it's definitely getting better. Yeah. Uh, so him having to come in and fix all of that um, – Finding guys, I think he said after forget, I think it was after the Philly game when he he was asked about Chase Young running into the tunnel saying, "I want Tom, I'm coming, Tom." You know, right? He said he's like, "Yeah, you know, he's young." I cringe a little bit because it's Tom Brady, but at the same time, you want yep. people who love playing professional football, right. not people who love being professional football players. Right. And and I feel like that was kind of a jab at Dwayne Haskins a little bit. Ron Rivera, I know he's not that type of person, but it just kind of felt like it because as the as the season went on, you heard, especially last season, you heard more and more of Dwayne Haskins not being in the playbook, not being in the film room, not being the first one in last one out. He was he was acting like a seventh round pick, getting there when everybody else was, you know, wasn't really putting in the time. And I think and the I still took it as a jab at Dwayne Haskins because Dwayne mm -hmm. Haskins he enjoyed being a professional football player. He didn't enjoy playing professional football, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I, I right, right, and like we talked about, it's often like as far as essentially we talked about the engagement where we looked at just just the simple things as far as just engaging in the game and being a, despite being, you know, that being on the field, on the sidelines, how are you interacting with your teammates and what have you? Like I told you about what well, I case, how what happened, what I really loved about him was against Cleveland when he was hurt with the hamstring injury, he was involved. He was, you know, active. He was, you know, you know, cheering on the guys on both sides, offense and defense. Mm -hmm. He was engaging the game, and then it's almost like Dwayne was forced. Yeah, and Dwayne, like you know, and like we talked about um, a few weeks ago about the whole thing with Joe Barrow getting hurt, and essentially it was like Terry and Chase was there, but then it's almost like Dwayne. Somebody almost had, literally had to tell him, "Hey, you need to get on the field too." Yeah, you know, because you know, yeah. so and you know, and that's and that's you know, one especially for a guy that you know, you know, a former college teammate of yours. And then even in that fourth down stretch, that fourth fourth and eighteen against Carolina, when Chase came out there, and then who comes like tagging tagging right below, right behind him, twenty seconds later, Dwayne. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, Dwayne felt that team slipping from him. He he knew it wasn't his team anymore. Chase Young just came in, just natural, just completely a natural born leader, and that's yep. that's the kind of stuff we need. A hey, shout out, G Money Man. Thank you for for tuning yeah. in. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, he's absolutely right. We need a quarterback who will be here for four, you know, for ten years plus at least. Right. Absolutely. Um, then that hopefully that gets addressed in either 
you know, free agency trade or, or the draft, which I, it obviously will. Um, because, like I said before, as much as I love Taylor Hennessy, I don't think he's that dude. I don't think, think he's the guy going forward. I think he deserves a shot. Absolutely. 100%. Great. Give the man a uh, shot. Yeah. He earned that. But like a lot of analysts have, have been saying, that game against Tampa Bay, he, he emptied the tank. He did everything he could. He yeah. tore a muscle in his hand trying to win that game because, you know, he, yeah. that was basically an audition for next year. So he definitely earned a, uh, earned a chance to, you know, be in the quarterback yeah. competition. Yeah. But I don't think he's that dude. Um, Jumani also said, Dwayne, unfortunately, is amateur, great talent. It's unfortunate. It, it truly is. He has yeah. a rocket arm. You know, he, he displayed that at, at Ohio State. But, yeah, he's just – he's too mature. He, he's still a kid. You can't fault him for that entirely. But yeah. hopefully he, he matures. And i like to see him have a career kind of like Chris Carter. You know, yeah. how when he was in Philly, I think Buddy Ryan was a head coach. And, and he ended up cutting him. And he told him at the time, hey, this is for you. Yep. I'm cutting you for you because you need to get your shit together. And yep. and he ended up doing that, played, you know, played great in Minnesota, now Hall of Famer. Um, so this season, both literally and figuratively, is tell it two halves <laughs> in each individual game and in the season itself. First half of games, slow starts every single game. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until the Philly game, week 17, that this team scored points, any points on an opening drive, touchdown yeah. or field goal. Mm-hmm. Took them 17 weeks of scoring an opening drive. What's your take on, on the Tiller two halves right there? Just on the games alone. Um, it's funny. Like, now, what was interesting to me, like, as far as – because the first game against Philly, I kept on telling people, okay, this was great. But we're not going to get this effort every every game. The eight sacks, we knew, like, okay, this is a mirage. But now my biggest question mark was the offense. Are they going to be able to step up and do what they had to do? Yeah. Another game that really stuck out to me was Cleveland, that third game of the season, where essentially we were in that game. Remember, we had, like, a 10-point lead going into the third quarter. Well, actually, deep into the third quarter. And then, you know, obviously – you know, the number seven, our former quarterback, um, you know, just a lot of like mistakes, a lot of, um, you know, ish, uh, situations with that, which that really sucked for us. Um, you know, the five turnovers in that game, which I think we really, we, we had a great opportunity because, and I think it was funny because we were able to stop the run for the majority of the, for the majority of the game. But once the game was, you know, taking a question away from us, Essentially, that's when when you know, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb kind of got loose. Um, obviously, um, I think the other, as far as to me, um, because let's see, the good thing then also the Dallas game was the one that kind of shocked me. That was another one where essentially, like, I didn't think we were going to win that one by that convincingly because I remember I was saying, well, we probably win by 20 points jokingly. And we ended up winning what by 23 points, mm-hmm. but 22 points. I forgot yeah. it was like it was still so was 20, yeah, it was 25 to three. Yeah. And that was and and what's funny about all that is the day after that game, that's when Ron Rivera rang the bell. Yeah. You know, to, you know, to have him, you know, as far as I'm um, signaling that he's cancer free. Yeah. 
Yep. And it's funny how all that essence kind of became the anticipus of the second se- uh, second half of the season. Right. Where you had up against the Giants, which was just that was another game that was so tantalizingly close that we should have took care of business, but we didn't. Um, then Detroit. Detroit was a was a Detroit was one of those ones that was like the low because we were in that game. Well, we weren't necessarily in the game, but you know, as far as we had our opportunity to win that game, and then on a fluke nature, they ended up winning by a field goal. And then from there, it would look like it was the season was going to be over essentially, because at that point you're looking at you're coming out the bad week, two straight losses, yeah. and then you're like, okay, now you know, since he comes into town, then you know, then that's when the holiday stretch. That's when I knew, like, okay, well, this might be impending doom because I already kind of prefaced that that holiday stretch, like it's going to be like we might maybe win one out the four. You know, so I didn't, and that's another thing too, where essentially Detroit was a turnaround, in theory. Yeah, yeah. If Chase Young doesn't get that late shove on Matt Stafford, yeah, that, that we're we're eight finishing eight. the season eight and eight. Yeah, <laughs> we'll be fine. Not like it's much better, but you know, still eight and eight, still better than seven and nine. Um, I mean, you think about it, you make that two point conversion in the first Giants game. That's Another yes. win right there. Yeah. Maybe not let Giants get up 20 to nothing in the first half. You know, that's another win right Giants. there. We, we really should have probably been 9-7, and 10-6. Mm-hmm. But okay. sometimes the ball just doesn't bounce our way. Um, <laughs> the, the thing about week one that I, I really looked at and I was very hopeful after that week was, one, obviously Dwayne Hassan looked great in the second half. He he's the one who made the speech at halftime while Ron Rivera was getting the chemo treatment. So I saw the you know the leadership coming out. Yeah. He he said, "Okay, this is my team. I'm taking the reins." And obviously, it was Philly. Philly was expected to win this division easily, mm-hmm. and so I thought we played great against a good team. Turns out, you know, we we didn't play great against a good team. We played good against a pretty bad team. Um, <clears throat> but that holiday stretch. The Bengals, the Bengals, Cowboys, Detroit, Pittsburgh, uh, San Francisco, Seattle. Yes, sir. yeah. That was obviously when we beat Pittsburgh. I thought, okay, this is this is our division. It's our division to win mm-hmm. because that was the same week that the Giants took over first place in the division after beating Seattle that nobody yes. saw coming. Yes. So <laughs> that that Pittsburgh game was a must win for us, mm-hmm. you know, at the time. And the fact that they were pu- able to pull it out and that game alone was a microcosm of the season in general, the tell of two halves. Mm-hmm. The first half of the game, we got lucky on a field goal at the end of half or at the end of the first half, which I will yeah. fully come out and say, Alex Smith, that is the smartest play I've ever seen. Yeah. Call it cheating if you want. Sure. But he knew what he needed to do to put his team right. in position to to get that field goal, and he did it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously, the, we know what happened the rest of the rest of the season. We get bumped by Tampa, but you know it's okay. It's okay. I saw a comment on your Instagram when you were uh, opening yourself. Your friend said, uh, "Your participation gear." Yeah. <coughs> hey. Hey. I didn't see him opening no participation gear on his Instagram. I'm just saying. Correct, correct. I'm just saying, but everybody hates. But hey, we're hey, here, and they just gonna hate. Right, they gonna hate. You ain't got haters. Hate. You ain't doing something right. 
Correct. <laughs> Correct. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and move on. Get me your offensive and defensive players of the year. So offensively, it's got to be Terry McLaurin. Um, just a very solid year. Um, 87 receptions, um, 1100, over 1,100 yards, uh, four touchdowns. Um, he's starting now to become one of the you know elite wide receivers in this league. He's gonna he's emerging as one of those. Um, you you looked at just the, it's an increased production, especially considering the fact that we've he's had four quarterbacks. That's another yeah. thing too. I think a lot of people fail to kind of realize too. Where could you just imagine if he had a a quarterback essentially the whole entire year yeah. that we're that we're hoping to have in twenty twenty one. Then he's gonna have essentially, you know, you know, uh, Jordan, not Jordan Jefferson, Justin Jefferson. I don't know why I get them too confused. He get <laughs> Stephon Diggs type of numbers where he's yeah. gonna be kind of that kind of that type of prime target. And uh, defensively, Montez Sweat. I think what Montez Sweat, the nine sacks, um, just the key plays. Um, like and he was another one that kind of helped us defensively in that holiday stretch. Mm-hmm. Obviously, with the situation um, against Dallas, that pretty much opened the floodgates in that game on Thanksgiving, and then also the 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 key uh, deflection in that Pittsburgh game that propelled us yeah. to that victory. So I look at that just the nine sacks, and um, he was one of those guys that he was a diamond in the rough in our you know our, in our twenty nineteen draft class where you know we. Thought, and it's funny because it, it, it what's funny is they were thinking they were going to get him with that 15 pick. It was really going to get him instead of Dwayne at 15. And they was able to get him in – well, because we got him in the second round. No, no, no. We no, no, traded no, no, no. back got, into the first round. Back, that's right. We traded back in the late – that's right, in the late first round. Yeah, yeah I remember that. And then we ended up getting Montez because he was what? Yeah, that's right. Because he was yeah. like 20, 28th, 29th. I remember some some of that day. 26, yeah. I knew yeah. it was something. Yeah, so you know you got that type of production from that from that guy because they really wanted him at fifteen, and then just imagine getting that type of value now in his second year, make a tremendous impact. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go. I was I was gonna go scary Terry as well, mm-hmm. um, but I had another backup. But I, last last couple hours, I was thinking a lot about something that our boy Stephen from Breaking the Game had talked about. Um, Logan yeah. Thomas, yeah, he's my offensive player of the year because he, like, like you said, he's he going through the same quarterback system, the same quarterback stuff that Terry McLaurin had. Mm-hmm. He was still producing. He put up career highs in every statistical category this year, and it just he he was that safety blanket. He was that true safety blanket that all our quarterbacks could throw to, uh, could throw to. Um, not just in the short yardage, you know, third and two, third and one, but he he was making plays down the field. Had that long play against Pittsburgh and the touchdown, I think, that put us up twenty to seventeen or something like that. Yep. yep. Um, but he he, you want to talk about a diamond in the rough, a former quarterback over uh, in your neck of the woods over at uh, Virginia Tech, yeah, over in uh, Black <laughs> Blacksburg uh, to convert. He played quarterback for three years and then yeah. converted fully converted over to tight end. Uh, that that was a huge pickup in this past offseason from Detroit. I think he was with Detroit the latest. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> which is why I don't understand why people say that we need a tight end. Like when a lot of people on Twitter and, and mock drafts will say, you know, teams highest position and needs and tight end is up there in the top two. Like, I think we're good at tight end. I think we got 
Yeah. A solid guy who obviously he's still learning. He's only going to get better. His mm-hmm. pass blocking is it's not the best, but for a former quarterback, he's learning. Used to the physicality, his blocking is tremendous, mm-hmm. all things considered. He lined up at quarterback. He took a few snaps, got a few, um, got a couple <laughs> first downs. One against, I want to say it was against Carolina. That he they ran like a, a sweep, yeah, and he yeah. Handed it off. I think Cam Sims was looking at something else and missed the block. That should have been a first down that he would have. Yeah, that's right. I remember. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, Logan Thomas definitely is is my offensive player of the year. I also honorable mention. I will say Antonio Gibson. He yeah. balled out. But the thing with him is, and and not no disrespect to Antonio Gibson, he played great against bad defenses. That was my only concern. Yeah. When it came time, and I remember saying this after the first Dallas game, um, one of the guys on Twitter, we follow each other. He's a Washington fan. He's putting up Kyle Allen's stats. You know, he was thinking at the time Kyle, Kyle Allen was that dude. And I was like, yeah, but, you know, his, his pass rating was 117, but he threw for like 170 yards on a team that gives up over 300. <laughs> and he had brought up Antonio Gibson <clears throat> running for a hundred and something, 160 yards, something like that, 120. Yeah. I was like, yeah, but Gibson isn't going to do that week in and week out. He's not right. a 120 yard per week rusher. He's not Derrick Henry. Yeah. But I think he's going to get better too. I'm definitely, you know, excited for our yeah. future. My defensive player of the year, um, I'm going to go with you as well, Montez Sweat. Um, obviously, Chase Young was in that conversation. But the things that Montez Sweat was able to do mm-hmm. when he was able to do them, those lengthy arms that tip pass against um, against Pittsburgh, like you had said, that basically sealed that win. I think he's the one who knocked the ball loose. He had another tip in against San Francisco that led to Cam Curl's pick six. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I believe he was the one that knocked the ball loose that Chase Young picked up for that scoop and score. Scoop score, yep. In Arizona um, against, I said against Fortnite, San Francisco in Arizona. Yeah. In yeah. Arizona, so <laughs> that guy, hands down, our defensive player of the year is he balled out. Yeah. He he surprised me a lot. I remember when they moved up in 2019 to that 26 spot. I was really hoping for for a DK selection. I wanted DK Metcalf. <laughs> yeah. I've been on the DK Metcalf train since he was at Ole Miss. <clears throat> I remember when he he broke his neck, I was devastated. Yeah, I remember that too. Yeah, I've always liked him more than I've liked AJ Brown. Yeah, and because because he reminds me of such of of a Calvin Johnson. Calvin Johnson. Yep. And so, for anybody that knows me, knows that I love DK Metcalf as the goat right there. Yeah, his jersey is gonna be in the rafters. I guarantee you. Um, (laughs) I was really hoping for a DK Metcalf draft draft Mm -hmm. pick. Um, they picked Montez Sweat. I said, okay, you know, defensive line can always use pass rushers. Cool. Um, I didn't think he was going to have this kind of an impact. He's definitely surprised me a lot. I'm glad we have him. Glad he's on our team. <clears throat> the only thing I'm worried about is when it comes time to pay him and Chase Young. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know if we're going to be able to pay both of them. And, and I think Montez Sweat is going to draw the, the short end of the stick, essentially, which – which is all that means is he won't get the money from us. He's going to get the money from someone, though. 
just won't be with us, unfortunately. I hope they're able yeah. to work something out. I don't know. I know. I know. I've, I've, there's a Madden guy. It's, uh, trust me, he was on the books and I had to let yeah. him go. Oh, yeah. I'm running into that <laughs> problem on my, I'm three seasons in and Deron Payne, Montez, Sweat, yeah, Dwayne Haskins, they're all, they're all up on contracts right now. And I'm, I'm having to oh, no. trade some guys around and oh. I don't know. It's rough. I know the guy. Yeah, Dwayne got yeah. cut on my I'm QB one, son. <laughs> <laughs> I still got Dwayne. I got Dwayne up. He's a 96 right now overall what? on mine. Wow. On mine. He, so, he he in Chicago. Oh man. He's like a 78 in Chicago. Well, you're gonna do him good in Chicago. Yeah, man. I'm QB one. <laughs> <laughs> So next topic, rookies of the year. And I think we pretty much all know where we're both going to go with these, especially on the defensive, but I will give the floor to you first. Um, offensively, Antonio Gibson. Um, like you said, I think he I think he's, he had a solid rookie campaign. Um, he almost eclipsed 800 yards. I think it was, what, 795 to be exact. Um, that's another, like, interesting stat, 11 touchdowns on the season. Um, like you said, I, I, it's baby steps. I think, like you said, I think he will improve. But to me, I think even in that, um, Finn almost have 800 yards is pretty impressive, um, for yeah. his rookie season, and especially for a guy who another guy who at Memphis was a wide receiver. So this is another kind of one of those things where it's like he's kind of growing into this new role. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously defense, Chase Young. I mean, Chase Young, all the way. I mean, at seven and a half sacks, and just uh. He brings that infusion to this team where he is literally now he's going to be the face of our franchise. We have a guy, even at this, you know, we have a generational talent that yeah. that is pretty much um, it's, 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 it's our teams, our team personality. So I think as Chase goes, I think this is how this team is going to roll going forward. Yeah. Um, Gibson, obviously, we, we don't have a whole lot of options to choose from. Um, when it comes to offensive rookie of the year, but yeah, he led all rookie running backs with 11 touchdowns. Three of those came against Dallas. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, I, I don't have much else to add to that. I, I hope he gets better in the pass game. So you can do kind yeah. of what cause like JD McKissick was definitely our, our pass catcher out of the backfield. Um, <clears throat> Chase Young also was my defensive rookie of the year. I do want to shout out Cam Curl though. It was it was I wanted to yeah Cam Curl yeah. He's definitely our steal of the draft hands down mm-hmm. big time. Uh, seventh round pick. He came up big. He's definitely going to give the front office something to think about when it comes to him and Landon Collins is coming up season because Landon Collins his price tag is is kind of hefty. Right. <laughs> so they're going to have to think: Do we stick with the vet that we're paying all this money to, or? Do we think the rookie, the now second-year player, can build on what he had last season? Because he right. could have a sophomore slump, and we could be talking different about him next next uh, season. But <clears throat> I want to try to bring something up since we're talking about Chase Young, if I'm able okay. to. All right. <laughs> So we're talking about Chase Young. If y'all have not seen how much this man loves this team, that yeah. is an eighty-five thousand dollar change. 
that Chase Young just bought with the W, who, which might not even be the logo next season. We might actually rebrand and have an actual nickname. Right now, things look like they're leaning towards, you know, staying Washington football team, and that W yeah. is going to stay. But either way, that is a nice chain, an $85,000 yes. chain. Just goes to show how much this guy loves playing for this team and probably for this coach. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like All that. Right. Next up, breakout player. Uh, Miles Cameron Curl. He was another guy, like, you know, almost to kind of, you know, drive your point home as well. He was another guy who ca- came in relief. I mean, especially that's another one when you think about it. When you lose a guy like Landon Collins, who I wouldn't say he was like a de facto leader, but he was one of those kind of guys. He was, he, he, I mean, he is a leader on his team. And you think you lose him, especially when you, at that time, you're devoid of a lot of like stars per se, or just you know like playmakers on this team. Mm-hmm. We, you know, I figured the secondary was going to take somewhat of a hit um, because of that. But then you know uh, Cameron Curl came in and filled in aptly. He had three touch, um, three interceptions, and a uh, couple pick sixes. And then, like you said, I think he's some of those guys where you know next year is going to be a, a, a you know it's going to be an interesting year for him. Like you know, is he going to? Is he going to regress, you know, potentially, or is he going to um, ascend? So that's going to be the biggest question mark going yeah. into 2021. Yeah, my guy, um, I want to go Cam Crow too, but obviously yeah. you took him. I'm not going to keep <laughs> repeating the same stuff because that's just boring. Um, again, Logan <laughs> Thomas, I cannot yeah. stress enough how, how, how instrumental Logan Thomas was for this team. And getting to where getting us to where we got. Uh, he played, let me see if I can pull up his stats real quick. Yeah. So he had he had career highs in all in all categories. He tripled his his percentage of snaps played, was 93% of our office na- offensive snaps he was a part of. The highest was last year in Detroit as a tight end. He played a measly 31%. So exactly triple, exactly three times. I know he had like I'm trying to find where all his yards are at. Here we go. Played 15 games, targeted 110 times, caught 72 passes, 670 yards, six touchdowns. 36 of those catches were first downs, which I like to look at that one a lot, especially with tight ends. That that's where they that's their bread and butter on those third and Inside four, uh, four yards to go, that's yeah. where tight ends make their money. Um, that's six touchdowns. So he caught 65% of the passes that were thrown to him, which I think is, for being a former quarterback, is very good. Um, got under center a couple of times, and, and the thing that doesn't show up in box scores and, and stats is the, his blocking. Blocking yeah. all things considered. Of course, there's better tight ends that blocks in him, but – yeah. Being a quarterback for majority of the last three, four years, uh, he blocks very well. True. Yeah. So this one I put in there strictly because of something that has surprised me all season. I was the biggest hater of Morgan Moses the last two years. Mm-hmm. Because it seemed like no matter what, that guy was getting called for holding every other play. 
Yeah. He could not get his hands inside. We'd have a 10, 12-yard play for a first down, get some momentum, <laughs> and boom, holding on 76. <laughs> holding on 76. Holding on. And I just like, I, I, at that point, I do just cut him. Right. <laughs> he can't get his hand placement right. Cut him. Let him be somebody else's problem. <laughs> I forgot that man was on the team this year because I did not hear his no. name. I did not hear his name during any games. There's yeah. no holding on 76. I no. thought we cut him. No. And then I think I forgot what game, but he he I think it was Dwayne Haskins in his game. Oh, he Seattle? Picked, we know when like, he came back. I think so. I don't know. Moses does still play. He hasn't been holding. Yeah. That's great. He has, without a doubt, been my biggest surprise. The way he's been able to get his and and that's just his hand play. He's always. I think he went to Virginia. Did he go for to Virginia? You, yeah, yeah. Actually, he's yeah. from my area. He's from um. He's from um. Yeah. Chesterfield, Virginia, yep. which is a suburb outside of here in Richmond. But yeah, he's from here. Yeah, he's from. Remember, here. he was drafted in in twenty. 14 or 15? I think 14. <laughs> yes. I remember I had him projected as a first-round pick. And really? I like, was like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and honestly, yeah. if it wasn't for his his holding, his penalty issue, he definitely mm-hmm. would be first-round talent. Yeah, big time. Uh, big time. He has definitely got <laughs> his hand placement better. It wasn't called for a lot of holding, which I'm glad. that. And he, he's a solid – he's a he's a solid right tackle. Yeah, that offensive line is is if we can just if get a couple. Uh, Shadig Charles turns out to be what we think he can be at left tackle. We're 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 good. Yeah. Our line is set. Our line is still relatively young. But yeah, I think my biggest surprise got to be Alex Smith. Um, you know, another member of the. Uh, Club 1984. Um, he was a guy I think it was crazy because I didn't think, to be honest with you, that he was gonna even play this year. And I remember people were saying, Well, yeah, you know, he's healthy, he's you know, he's healthy enough to play, he's been cleared by the doctors. And I was like, probably more likely if he does play, it'll probably be like our last game, he'll take a knee. Like, almost like on a ceremonious, almost. Like a Doug Peterson, Nate Sutfield type of senior night moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you, Doug. But anyway, <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's how I thought it was going to happen, especially considering the fact in the beginning of the season, he was a third string. He was pretty much yeah. was, was dressed. You know, he was in street clothes. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't think all this was going to unfold with Dwayne being benched and then Cal Allen sustaining the, the season in the injury. And when he came in, what against the Rams in October? Yeah, I mean, like we, me and you always talk about, it, like we cringe. It's almost like it's almost like when you, when your kid learn how to walk, and it's just like, okay, is he gonna fall? Like, yeah. do we say like when he fall? Do we, he or she? Do we say ouch? Because we don't mm-hmm. want to get him scared. Right. And, you know, it's almost like do we just laugh? Like if he gets sad, and then like then you think about it. He was going against like Aaron Donald, so we all and, like you know, trep- you know in trepidation, huh? And that was his first hit. That was his first NFL hit. <laughs> back was Aaron Donald not just getting hit by Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald climbed on his back. Yeah, this man was on his back, and I just sat there in complete fear. Like you yeah. would have thought that I was watching my kid climb on the refrigerator and threatening to jump off. Right. I was scared. Yeah. And the thing about that, that's the thing that 
And it was almost like every time he sustained a hit or he hit the ground, you're Larry. And like mm-hmm. Arizona, when he was bleeding, I was like, oh, goodness. No, it was Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, he was bleeding. Was it Pittsburgh? I think it was Pittsburgh. I think yeah, it was. He was bleeding. We were like, okay. Yeah, he, told, he got that cleat from, I think. And the cleat, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, we seen like the, you know, the, the bloody leg. It was like, oh, God, this is like. It almost like like Kurt Schilling, like we were I like, was just like thinking scared. that was a lot we like Kurt like, and then, damn, this ain't bubble gum. This yeah. is yeah, <laughs> yeah, this, ain't, this is for real. <laughs> the thing with Alex Smith, is me and my me and my wife, we I make fun of her all the time for for being emotional during movies and TV shows when <laughs> you know when animals die, she'll she'll tear up and she'll always look at me and I was like, this is just first of all, it's just an animal. Not that animals aren't part of family, but one is it's not like a human being. And two, it's it's a fictional show. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, oh, you don't have a heart. You don't have a heart. But things when it comes to sports gets me emotional. When players yeah. are drafted and I see yeah. their emotion, that gets me emotional. When yeah. players win championships, mm-hmm. especially I think when the Celtics won theirs and Kevin Garnett, yeah, finally, when he did that post game, anything is possible. I choked up. And when Alex Smith got subbed in for Kyle Allen against the Rams, I teared yeah. up. Yeah. That whole journey, it I started thinking about that, the broken leg. Because I watched yeah. that game. Yeah. The broken leg, you yeah. know, watching the E60, reading every single report saying, hey, the, he, he might die. Yeah. They weren't even in leg. They were in life-saving, right. leg-saving mode in that order. Right. Um, and there was a point where his wife had to make the decision: do we yeah. cut his leg off to to guarantee he lives, or do we kind of see where this goes and hopefully we can preserve his leg and he still lives to maybe he play football again? Who knows? Right. But obviously, we've seen how all that played out. But yeah, that was one of the times that I yeah. I got emotional seeing him yeah. seeing him come back out on the field. And then I think when they panned out to his kids, and that's the thing too. I was like. Yeah, and I like, and then, oh, it didn't do, I'm telling you, when his wife made that trophy, I was like, I was man, dope. I am not, who is who is cutting onions in his home, in his right. house? I think they like, were cutting, those onions were <laughs> strong, because I, I felt them over here, too. Yes, I was like, man, I need to, I need to step, step away from the knife, yeah. and step away from the onions, Yeah, it's some waterworks about to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so, all in all, we would say 2020, all things considered, was a, a a successful season for the Washington football team. Yeah, <clears throat> we look at where we at where we were at a year ago, looking for a head coach. Don't know if Ron Rivera had been hired by this time, but he was definitely pretty much the the favorite to yeah. to be hired. Um, to the that weird weird press conference by Dan Snyder where he opened up saying Happy Thanksgiving, and it was either in the middle of December or January. Yeah, it was odd. To the name change, yep. To um, what else? Have all all the Washington Post articles that we yeah. talked about, the sexual allegations, the whole yeah. Jake Gruden thing. Then you know Larry Michaels, you know all that everything, mm-hmm. you know. And then what we were, and what we were talking about was crazy because remember it was it was it was it your show? Yeah, it was your show because you had me and Mo. Yeah, and we kind of, and that was like right around like 
this is when the first allegations when they were um they would have the this is before all the everything came out. Remember, they was gonna they were I wouldn't say teasing it. They pretty much were teasing it. They were teasing it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of maybe kind of Apple protocol teasing in the sense because of you know just the 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 word the word teasing in a sense, but you know what I mean. But that's when at that time, that's when we were like a day or two away from the big reveal of then you know obviously with the then that involved like Larry Michaels and everybody else Mm -hmm. and then all that happened and then you just look at all of it too, especially within and. Then the transition. Um, I like the broadcasting team, which I, that's another thing too. Where a lot, a lot of things have changed. I mean, especially when you look at just this isn't just a name change, but it's really a lot of things have have yeah. changed. And then even there's still stuff going on in the organization as far as with Dane Snyder, just you know stuff that's going on, um, you know, outside the football field. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you really literally think about it in the summer. It was almost like I, I, it was to a point where I didn't even want football to, I didn't even, I wanted the season to be canceled. Yeah. Because of so much negative press that was going on, where you, you know, I mean, you, you know, like you said, and it's funny because it's weird, like how everything played out last year. Cause I remember, and it's funny, I still even had the post game shows from last year, and I watched a little bit last, another day. And I remember, like, as far as, you know, the whole, you know, uh, you know, just the, you know, are they going to get rid of Bruce Allen and this, that, and third, and then have everything change in a weird way? Like, like the name change that happened so quickly and quick, mm-hmm. drastically, which that's another thing too. Where because that really happened smack dab, it, it would would have would have been like training camp essentially. So it's almost like it's like you're on the fly. Like that was a, a move that was literally on the fly and. Yeah. I kept on saying, well, I don't want the season to start because I don't want this because this year isn't going to be nothing but a distraction. Yeah. But for the most part, the noise was silenced off the field. I mean, on the field. That's the thing. I think that's kind of what helped this team, essentially, that all the noise, it's still there, but it it never translated on the football field. I mean, obviously, we had drama here and there, but – you know, when we think about other years in the past, where it's been like infighting in the team and different mm-hmm. types of, not say clicks, but more so of, it wasn't like a, a unified front on 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 you know like a, how most teams would. So yeah, 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 it complete night and day from where yeah. we're at a year ago, and you know when when the allegations were were coming out, I seriously, I, this is no secret, I don't try to hide this. I seriously consider changing teams. Yeah, it was just at at that point, it was like, why am I going to continue to support not only a team that continues to put out bad product on the field, but now you got to deal with all this and it's just distractions where the we're not. I mean, had we had another three and 13 season with all this going on, we were the new Browns. Yeah. And so I'm obviously I'm glad we stuck around uh, because I was thinking about jumping ship and going over to Seattle. Being a Seahawks fan, but clearly, I would have had the same same type of season, anyways. Yeah, so it really wouldn't have mattered. Um, but I'm definitely glad I'm stayed. I stayed. I, I'm excited where this team is going in the future. And what's funny, Rob, and it, it funny as you say that, I would want to jump, but then a part of me, after me and you were talking and doing these shows, and even when we did the 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 um 
the the funeral for the, for the Redskins. And part of me, that's when I think that really talked me out of jumping ship because I was I honestly I thought about going to Carolina. Um, you know, as far as I'm a you know Teddy B and mm-hmm. um, I like Matt Rule, Joe Brady. I like those guys. But like you said, I you know if it wasn't really when we did that show, I think that's what made me be like, all right, we just gonna have new memories. Almost like I talked to I talk, we talked ourselves into yeah, it. that really helped. That was I like that was really like kind of one of the most therapeutic shows I've done in twenty twenty. Like as yeah. far as but especially for this team, I've had other episodes, other topics that helped me in other areas as well. But for you know the Washington angle, I was like. And yeah, I was ready to jump ship. I was ready to, you know, go down 85 and 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 root for the, you know, root for Charlotte or because I, I wasn't gonna do Baltimore. I think that would have been a little that'd have been that'd have cut too deep. <laughs> but I wanna do Baltimore. Um, but yeah, and then and I know a guy, actually one of my um one of my guys who's who was a um you know avid Washington football fan that you know I um, grew up with, he's a Bills fan now. And he was wow. when he said that. Because, because, and it's funny because he wanted to come on the show, but he wanted to say something negative. Not like if you you can come on, or you know, as far as call or do whatever. But I just wanted you to be positive. We're gonna be positive. We're not gonna say nothing negative because he was just he was in his feelings too, and that's I think we all were in our feelings. Yeah, that was a rough time. It was rough, and that's why I was like, and that's why I like we had to do that just to yeah. get over all of that and just. Relive a great time and then realize, hey, good times are going to happen. You know, now we're going to be able to probably move. Um, you know, we'll be able to kind of create new memories. Maybe we'll host a Super Bowl wherever we are. We're hoping yeah. that we go back to, you know, go back to the district. We're hoping or or at least be in Virginia, you know, yeah. you know be at least either probably more likely trying to get that, try to get RFK back. So, that's what I'm saying. Like, so to me, it's almost like it had to happen. Um, so it's like to me, hey, this is like we got new memories, and you know, and this year, this year definitely helped. I think just the whole, um, you know, even though, like you say, it's talk about '79, but this this kind of galvanized and kind of re- regenerated everything. Where yeah. we have an identity, and yeah. it's and then the quote, our great friend. The culture's damn good. Culture's <laughs> you know, damn good. Damn good. Like, you know, so uh yeah, I mean, yeah. And it's one of the things, like you said, it's you know, it's one of the things where it really t- it really tests your your loyalty with this team. But you know, like we said, I like I said earlier, Ron was gonna have situations where you're gonna look at him and think you're crazy, but just trust him. Just trust him. Yep. Yep, I'm definitely excited where this for where this yep. team is going, and yep. I'm. I, I think I know we don't do overreaction Mondays, but I'm gonna go ahead and, and give y'all the a cruise island hot take real, real quick. Um, next year will be the first year since I think the 0304 season the NFC East will have a repeat division champ. Yeah, I think where all these teams are at right now, Dak. We have no idea what's going on in Dallas with Dak. Um, if they're going to resign, they don't want to sign him to a $40 million deal completely healthy. Or are they going to want to resign him to, after a, a severe ankle injury like that? Yeah. Um, Philly, <clears throat> we don't know if they have a quarterback. 
Right now they got two, and you know, coaches always say if you got two quarterbacks, you ain't got no quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> you know, did they fire Doug Peterson? Doug Peterson just fired a couple of days ago. Did they fire him to try to save the Carson wins? Yeah. I mean, are they going to try to bring in somebody yeah. to, that will cater to Carson and and help him? And then what does that do to Jalen Hurts, the Giants, uh, the Giants? Yeah. Joe Judge can. This is a family friendly show, so I'm not going to say, but Joe Judge can just go do what Joe Judge does. Yeah, I, I, he's, he's my least favorite coach in the NFC East right now because of that, <laughs> that BS that he did. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I can't stand that, man. But yeah, I, I, I really just where all the teams are at right now, we are, and we're gonna probably get into it in, in a minute here. We are essentially a quarterback away from being maybe title contenders. Yeah, big time. Uh, so on that, ladies and gentlemen, that is called a segue. I learned that on Sports <laughs> Center the other day. We're going to go into just real quick kind of off-season, off-season targets. Where do you think we should go with the quarterback position? Um, I, I say you get either a quarterback, <coughs> a first-round quarterback potentially, or you get a veteran on the cheap. Um, I think it's going to be either be one or the other. I don't think you go for that splash, get a guy $100 million, this and the third, because I think you have a team, like you said, kind of what you alluded earlier. This is a championship contending team that's devoid of a quarterback that just needs a guy that, because essentially we just need a guy who is that plays, plays it, you know, throw it and, and play mistake free football, almost like an Alex Smith, like. With more agility, and, and you know, as far as an Armstrong, oh, that's all we really need. And like to me, I think now in the NFL, the success is when you have you know you build a team, and then you get a a quarterback on the cheap. You look at like what Seattle did, and then I hate to say this, but like Chicago when they 2018 when they had Mitch and a rookie deal. Just I'm just saying, other team, Kansas City when they were contending, which now they, you know Mahomes got the money now. But he, you know, last year, you know, he got the extension mm-hmm. this year. But, you know, those type of situations where teams are success and they don't have to really, you know, pretty much bet the farm on a franchise quarterback. So, to me, you get you try to see if you can get somebody at 19. If you're not, they try to get a veteran quarterback on the cheap. So, Deshaun Watson is out there. You're telling me we're not a Deshaun Watson away, yeah. and yeah, and his extension don't don't even hit until 2022 season. So we'd right. still get him for I think it's like 16 million or just a hair under 16 million right. next season. We still have Chase Young. Well, we're gonna have a fifth year option on him. We're gonna do the fifth year option on Montez Sweat. So that's gonna help us a little bit. Yeah, you tell me we couldn't win. We couldn't win a ring in that time frame, and Wait. then maybe. Maybe kind of maybe trade Deshaun after that. I mean, yeah, but this I think if you do that, then you're you think about it. If you have that type of thought, you're gonna give up probably three years worth of draft picks of number ones. Essentially, you're gonna probably lose three starters or more to acquire but we are Somebody like Deshaun, we're not giving up three picks for an unproven rookie like we did in 2012 for RG3. Yeah, yeah sure. Well, had he stayed healthy, probably would have been a great uh, yeah. trade. 
for for obviously for yeah. us. The Rams still even didn't even really do much with our picks. Right. Um so we 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 begin a proven guy. We know Deshaun Watson can ball. As Devil Sweeney said, he's right. the Michael Jordan of, of football. I don't I don't believe it, but dude's a baller. I do. One other one other um option people are throwing out there is Matt Stafford. He's right now the 14th highest paid quarterback in the league. So I mean but he is 33 years old. Yeah, he's gonna command money. Is he though? Yeah. I you, I'm telling you, like but is, <laughs> is he even that good? It's not even about that, it's the market. Like I keep telling y'all, y'all think I'm I'm just hyper hyperbole king. But I'm telling you, quarterbacks are at such a premium. Like I'm gonna tell you, like Mitch, Mitch Trubisky is probably gonna command at least about twenty five million dollars. But it's not I'm like now. Nat- like Matthew Stafford is out here winning playoff games by himself, but he, right? But he's putting up numbers. That's the thing. Where the thing is, yes, you want to get that type of you, you but you kind of still want to kind of get somebody on the cheap. Matt Stafford is a little. I'll be real with you. Matt Stafford is gonna be a little bit too rich for our blood. I just think, especially as it's, especially as a guy who was pretty much out, you would assume at thirty three, and and it's weird because now thirty three used to be old, but now we're looking at Tom Brady who about to be forty four in August, and is still playing at an above above level. Yeah, which hmm? Matthew Stafford doesn't take care of himself the way. Tom uh, yeah, Brady but, does. But, but that's what I'm saying. But I'm, that's what I'm saying. Even at 33, that's what I'm saying. As far as how do you categorize a 33 year old quarterback? Because normally, normally that time, a 33 year old quarterback generally they're outside of their prime. They're like, you're right. They maybe have like maybe some people might have a prime that lasts maybe like almost like like you look at like Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers 37, and he's probably gonna be the league MVP. And generally. That's when it's almost time to hang it up. So that's why yeah. it's so weird now. Like you said, I understand, and been like because Matt Stafford could potentially change his diet or whatever. But that's what I'm saying. It's so weird now, where it's almost like it's weird because it's almost like at 33, it's almost like he's probably gonna still get probably two more decent contracts before it's all said and done with. Because I mean, if he get like a four year deal now at 33. He'll be 37, 38, well, and he, he'll probably get another deal for four or five more years. Even he, He's that. not a free agent this year. He's still under contract until 2023. All we'd have to do is trade for him. Yeah, and that's what and, and that's what I'm saying. But uh, yeah, but I'm yeah, that's what I'm saying. But the thing is, what's gonna be the price? I see that's a lot of people thing. throwing out saying I give up first. No, I would not give up a first round pick for Matthew Stafford. I have never been a true believer of Matthew Stafford. I've always ha- held the position that he, without Calvin Johnson, he really wasn't that great. The last two years, he's played better the last two years. Good for him. I would not give up a first-round pick for Matthew Stafford. But you, but you probably would have to. I mean, he's a starting quarterback in his league. Sure. Give up one. Okay. I'll give up <laughs> one. I'm not giving up multiple. I'll give up first and a third, maybe. I mean, maybe give up a, a first and swap thirds, maybe. But I, I'm not giving up multiple first round picks for for someone like Matthew Stafford. But the thing about the thing about that though, 
is weird because if you do get Matthew Stafford, like you said, it's, it's going to be a price tag. $27 million. But that's what I'm saying. That's a price tag. I mean, to because to me, I still think you still want to get a young guy that you can literally pay on a rookie deal on a cheap at this point. Because I still think you can having Cal and potentially Taylor there as your backups, or if or if Cal starts in the beginning and then this rookie quarterback or whoever can come in and be the second string quarterback or what have you, or a young talent potentially like 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 as, as, as my guy Dylan said, maybe say O'Donnell, but I don't but I think they're gonna keep him. I think it will be smart the Jets keep him. I think they have to keep him. I think they with their pick, they need to get that get um Peniel Sewell from uh Oregon. I mean you still believe in Sam Darnold then? I mean for the Jets, I would. I would at least what do you have? I mean, to me it's it's his he's incomplete. I mean, you think about it, Adam Gase is you know pretty much it was has been his coach, and we know how he is when it comes to quarterbacks. I mean, like we was getting ready to get rid of Ryan Tannehill, you could consider him as a bust. Yeah, and true. now he's he's you know has had career years um, in Tennessee where now he's like, and that's the saying it's another one where his career has been revitalized. But I still think with them, they shouldn't go. I, I think they should they should keep Sam Donald. And to me, like if you if like if you're still in the same predicament next year, and they and they're still bad. Then you got then you got a guy like a Sam Howell coming out of North Carolina. <laughs> so you you can get him potentially if you are bad if you're you know if it's but yeah you would I would get the get the Pinnell Sewell and then just ride with Sam Dog and see what happens. So no disrespect to your second cousin twice removed over down there in Chapel Hill, but <laughs> he's not. A Justin Fields. Now, mind you, the Jets have two first-round picks. They have Seattle's first-round pick this year in that the right. Jamal Adams trade. Right. Do you pass up somebody like Justin Fields? That that's you, the you do. When, when you the thing about with the Jets, and it's like everybody. To, if you have two bookend tackles, generational tackles, you have to strike. At that, if you have the potential to get a, you already got Mackay Beckton on one side. Mm-hmm. Then just imagine getting well, Mackay Beckton out of Holly Springs, Virginia, and, and um, and then you also get a Pinnell Sewell. That's that's you got you, your quarterback is going to have a clean jersey, right? Once, especially if you think about it. Like if once they develop and get their technique, and you see, like, just imagine, like, you know, both of them just like dominating, and it's to a point where, and that and I think that's gonna help Sam Donald, honestly. So I think to me, if you, because really you want to get that offensive line secured, yeah. and if they are bad next year, then you could take a fly on the quarterback. Like, because to me, I like Justin Fields, but a lot of it too, and we, you know, we he struggled in some in some some key games, like. We looked at like the Indiana game, then also um, Northwestern. Um, yeah, Northwestern. I can recall North Northeastern, but that's in Boston. But anyway, 
Um, but that's another thing when you think about it, that's going to be an issue. That could be a potentially an issue going forward where it's like, you know, he he's struggling against those type of teams, even though they were great defensive teams. But to me, if it, if it was between Sewell and Justin Fields, oh, it'll be it'll be Sewell all the way. Because he's you're not going to get a premium tackle like that. He's a generational talent. Like Pinnell Sewell is a generational talent. When you talk, when you talk about Trevor Lawrence's one, he's probably one A as far as generational talent. I don't know. The the quarterback class isn't the 2022 quarterback class is not what what this one is. I know, but I'm telling you, Sam, and yeah, I, but I definitely think Sam Howell. If you're if you're two and fourteen next year, you know, I hope Robert Salais won't be two and fourteen. But if they do, you got you you got a you got a young man. You got a young man that's residing in Chapel Hill that's probably going to be the next Heisman Trophy uh, winner, and, and and he'll be trust me he'll be he'll be definitely be ready for the trappings of New York City. And right, that Clovis is winning the Heisman next year. Excuse me. Keaton Slobis is winning the Heisman next year. Oh, from the USC of the oh, West. That's right. From the West. USC of the West. <laughs> Right. So I so I just read some disrespect, some straight right. disrespect. So I was looking up the 2022 projected draft class um, yeah. for the quarterbacks. But uh, sportskeeda.com, which is now fake news to me, uh, <laughs> they lost all their credibility, have Washington <laughs> drafting Garrett Wilson, wide receiver, Ohio State, at nine. In 2022? In 2022, next season. All right, that's cool. That's cool. Hey, that's let them do that. I'm telling you. The disrespect. It's, hey, let them. Let them. I mean, so, what was it? USA Today had us two and what two and fourteen, and let them. Let them. Let them. Let them. I'm 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 ready for that. Let them. But I I like what what Dylan is saying here. It, it wouldn't be a bad idea because you're only paying yeah. seven seven and a half million a year for Donald. Donald right. Up until 2022. And even I don't know if that's including the fifth year option. Yeah, that you'd be able to get on him. I like the idea, especially if they do draft uh, Justin yeah. Fields. I definitely like that idea. I don't think we're high enough to really get a quarterback, though. Yeah, and then like and thing where a lot of people in the beginning before Monday, everybody wanted to put us like lump us with Mac Jones at nineteen, but I'm like. I don't think like who, who said who called him Metliner Junior. Oh, that was Steven. He was yeah. Metliner Junior. But he his especially his value, especially at the Monday, has has risen. So to me, okay. so to me, I don't really essentially think that he's even going to be there. Like, cause you think about it, you got Fields. We well, got Officer Trevor. Oh, he's going to Jacksonville with Mervyn. Mm-hmm. So he, I, yeah, I, mean, I ain't even gonna put Trevor Lawrence in his draft class. He already she ain't going to Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah, he already in the pool with Jacksonville. So Justin Fields, uh, the Wilson kid from uh, BYU, uh, Lance from what South, North Dakota South, State. Yeah, North Dakota. Yeah, he's yeah, one, you know, little little Carson Wentz. Yeah, we saw what happened with the, with the last one. 
And then, so him, and then it's Mac Jones. And they probably all going to probably be top 15 picks, if yep. that. So, I like you said, I don't even really think he's going to even be available. Nah, um, Mac, Mac Jones played himself into a top 15, if not a top 10 pick. Yeah, and he was smart to leave. I mean, yeah. that's, it's, it's a no-brainer. <laughs> I saw something on Twitter, and this is kind of off topic, but mm-hmm. it just – it. I read it and I liked it. I forgot who tweeted it, but it was a former football player tweeted a picture of a few years ago, the Alabama quarterback room. Imagine this for a minute. Jalen Hurts, Tua Tagovailoa, and Mac Jones, all in the same quarterback room. We're not even getting into Alabama's, um, um, their wide receiver room right now. Because I didn't realize that um, Devontae Smith, yeah, right. Devonte Smith yep. was the guy who caught the pass against Georgia in the national championship. Yes, game he was a freshman. Tua. Yeah, he was a freshman. Yes, did not realize it had been it had only been that long. Right. But the the point of the tweet was that was basically stated to the parents of of student athletes. You know, encourage your player, your kids, and your players not to run from competition. Mac Jones was a was third string for two years. Had to wait his time. But he stayed there and even had to compete with a five yard with a five star recruit incoming this year, had to compete for that starting job. And he won it, won a national title, and just probably played himself. He's probably gonna be a, uh, close to a top ten pick. And I just I love the tweet so much because a homeboy from oh he was at Ohio State. What's his name? Joe he Burr? was at no no no, he was at Bishop he Bishop Gorman in high school, played with Snoop's oh. son. Tate Martell. Tate Martell. Tate, yep. the, legend, the legendary Tate Martell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the he greatest story Ohio State thinking he was going to be that dude. Um, he lost a job, then transferred to Miami, yeah. uh, the president's school. And I don't know where – and then uh, Derek King came in from Houston. He transferred in from Houston. He took that yeah, job. Child. And I think uh, Tate Martell is flipping burgers at Burger King now. I don't know. I think Tate is still there. Is he? Somebody told me I, I gotta look that up, but I think I think the legend that is Tate Martell is still um, still in, in, in um, Flora Gables, Coral Gables. No, let me look. Let me. You know what? I'm gonna do a do a quick. Uh, since we don't have a research department, I you know I don't have a budget in my budget for a research department quite yet. Right. But I uh, do that. I'm gonna I'm take a stab at Dylan's other question. Jay Gruden got Kirk Cousins the most guaranteed money for a quarterback ever at a time, which which is true. What do you expect him from? What do you expect from him as Jack's OC with Trevor Lawrence for a couple of years? Probably for him to sleep with Trevor Lawrence's girlfriend. I think well, that's what's gonna it, end up happening. Will Will um what should have him there? That's gonna be the question. Oh, it's, that's right. Know, Urban's bringing in. Yeah, his was, whole, yeah. I would assume Urban. Yeah. Because at first, everybody was thinking that he was comparing Tim Tebow with him. And I was like, dude, we got to stop doing these type of uh, and these rumors. <laughs> is it a guarantee that Trevor Lawrence goes to Jacksonville? He, 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 does Urban take his Ohio State product with him? Yeah, Tate Martell is at Miami. He's still yeah. there? Okay. Breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> um. Bad Dylan, uh, I don't see Jay Gruden being there anymore because yeah, Urban Meyer just hired. He already yeah. put his staff together. The details haven't come out who all his staff is, but I I don't see Jay Gruden uh, being there with to to mold 
Trevor Lawrence into oh, being the most average quarterback in the history of the league. Yeah, because if it took him a week and a half to negotiate, he oh, he clean the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like that's the longest negotiations like of ever. Like I keep on hearing they're close. They've been close since like Monday. Now it's official. Like. Strap it up. Yeah. <laughs> like, we already know, we knew the first of the year that oh, he yeah. would be there. <laughs> right. Well, not necessarily because he had gotten offers before. He had been looked at before for a job. Uh, yeah, but I mean, as far as we knew, that was Jacksonville's. And then, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and then, you know, then now Urban Meyer made a decision to, um, to go to the NFL. Yeah. But yeah. All right, we're going to move on to our last topic of the night. Now, this one, Ooh. no no hold bars. Don't worry about draft capital. Don't worry about cap space. What is your offseason? If you had the perfect offseason, if you were the GM and you can finesse any offseason moves that you could, we're not going to go into details about giving up draft picks. And if we have cap, what would be, if you could make it work, what would you want your so- perfect offseason to be? I would want us, even though he's on a team option, I wouldn't mind if Von Miller joins his fold. If if everything, his legal situation pans out, which I don't oh, know. Yeah, I was going to say, we, we also yeah. had that. He's right, now yeah. being investigated. We don't know what for, and though. Right, but that's what – right. So, we're if, if like we said, we're not going to do – we're not going to do like you know, like you're saying. It's another one where if he is – Found innocent of his transgressions or whatever happens. I like that, especially because he was with um because Jack Del Rio was in Denver. Was he? My memory search correct. I think that was because he was because he was there after uh, what's his face left. Because remember, um Wade Phillips left. I got my memory search correct. I'm not sure, but because uh, what? Yeah, yeah. Jack that really was in Denver during that time, though. I think so. Excuse me. Let me. Um. <clears throat> but I think he. I think. I think he is. But I'm. But you know. Well, I. You know. I do some research after we. After we uh, discuss this. But um, Vaughn Miller. Um. I'm. This is who I. I want to. Um. I wouldn't mind getting. Adriel Jeremiah Green from Cincy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also getting a guy like a um DJ Moore. Um, if we can't get Vaughn, I wouldn't mind getting Bud Dupree. Because I, I still think it is a weird way. I think we just need that, like, and it's just one of the things where I think you know how it's almost like. It's like, well, I can't, because you right. I said you can't look a gift horse in the mouth. You probably know what the hell that is. That just sounds like some, some Virginia country. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. don't um, a gift, but um, oh, I get right. I'm, yeah, I messed up again. Don't look a gift up by his horse or something like that or something. But other the, words, the horse in, in the mouth or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard it before. Okay, I, good, 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 good. Because I, I still think we have a great linebacker core, but we just don't have that dog. Like we don't have that out like that. That I, I love Cole because obviously Cole is a UNC guy, um, Bostic, and then um, so I like a part of me is like if we get like a dog at that linebacker position, 
that's that kind of helps solidify us. And then um low key, I want Trent back. I I, I want Ron, I want Ron and 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 Trent to kind of mend fences. I'm I'm hoping that could potentially happen. I I want them to at least, you know, get back to, you know, get back and well, at least within talking, um, you know, because I think Trent is still a, a good player at this point. Mm-hmm. And I I did, I, I love his leadership. He's another guy where I think, especially when you got a guy like a Chase on the other end and you got like that wisdom. So that's another guy where he can kind of use as a sponge. But um, I, you know what? That, those are the guys I'm looking forward to. Um, this is the guys I want to see. I part of me want Juju, but I think Juju is. I think I'm. I put it this way, I want to humble Juju. I don't. I don't want him to be doing no Corvette, Corvette on the Cowboys logo, and then he gets like destroyed. I want a humbled Juju. If like you said, if we live in the perfect world, that's why, because we're living, we're living in like a unicorn for in, mm-hmm. in fairy tales, cotton candy, and unicorns. Right now, we're basically playing Madden <laughs> with with. No salary cap. That's, yeah. that's pretty much what we're doing right now. We're building our team. But I think, yeah, I think because I think Juju probably be the best out of the wide receiver because I think now he knows he's a number two. Yeah. So I think I think he knows that I'm I'm if I'm if I'm going to be successful in this league, I'm going to have to be a Robin to somebody's Batman, which mm-hmm. he would be Terry. Yep. Which. That's the thing where you look at it, where you just, you know, you think about it. That's where he needs to go. And he just needs to be humbled. And I'm hoping that, you know, with all this stuff, and I know the Cleveland thing, the great faces, that's the only thing with Juju. He comes with that baggage. And I couldn't imagine him talking about the Cowboys and now they bringing in deep Dan Quinn. And I could just see like how he can kind of ignite a fire among these guys and, it could kind of bite us in our butt. Yeah, I, I definitely see that. But my mine would be, and we alluded to earlier, would would be somehow some way to be able to get our hands on Deshaun Watson. And I was right there with you, AJ Green. I was I've been tweeting it for the last couple of weeks, AJ to DC, because we we need another solid. And I've been I'm about to do a shameless plug. I wrote an article last week about some offensive targets, what we need to do going into the offseason, and my wide receiver solely focused on A.J. Green. Yeah. Two years of – or three years of, of sliding production. You know, he last year, the 2019 season, he sat out the entire season. Even when it was looking like he was healthy enough to play, he, he didn't. A lot of people thought that was a, his agent's call to try to, you know, keep him healthy, to be traded to another team. I think they need to go after AJ Green. Whether we get a quarterback in free agency, if we're not able to get Deshaun Watson or Matt Stafford, yeah, we need to go after AJ Green. He, he needs a change of scenery, and he will look good in that burgundy or on that white on white. Yeah, um, yeah. We definitely need middle linebackers. Bud Dupree just tore his ACL, so I don't know about that one. Yeah, um, <laughs> but we definitely need. Linebackers. I don't think our linebacker core is very good. Yeah. And Vaughn, yeah. So Jack Del Rio was there. Remember the year they lost to Seattle in the Super Bowl? 
Oh, was he that, was yeah, because yeah, okay. that was yeah. And I remember because I remember that's when John Fox got sick when he had that the uh bypass heart surgery. Mm. And I remember I was like, he'll be perfect if something was happening wrong, and theoretically, which is the weird thing, you know, something did happen, you know. They I was that's why I looked at Jack Del Rio as far as being like a great interim head coach if something was to happen. But yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Um Miller. <laughs> yeah, would definitely be a good a good plug and play. Um, I don't think we have a good linebacking core at all. I think I like Holcomb a lot. Mm-hmm. He's just he's he needs to grow into that position. Yeah, he was kind of thrown in there, and he did he did well for what the conditions that he was thrown in there. But he definitely needs to grow. Um, I think he can be that dude eventually, but just he's not right now. And we got to beef up our secondary. Um, I don't know if there's any on the market right now. Off the top of my head, our secondary is is very lackluster. Kendall Fuller is a great slot corner on the outside. I'm not a huge fan of him being on the outside. We need a true number one shutdown corner, a true man-to-man DB back there. I love our safety position. I love the situation that we're in. We either have a highly paid backup, you know, in Landon Collins, or we have a very underpaid uh, solid backup in Cam Curl. Either way, okay. um, but I would definitely love to get AJ Green. Yeah, and that's the thing too. Like you saying, it's gonna be interesting, like how that can all play out. But yeah, definitely, um, definitely stripping that wide receiver core. And like you said, it's and also you know offensive line. If you get and then also um, another guy who's available, Russell Coon, which. He's old though. He's old though. I know that's what I'm saying. And he's getting paid a Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, he is. Smart. That's smart, smart now. Right. It's very smart, especially uh how the market's going. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, he's old too. That's the thing too, where but I look at Trent, like if Trent was to come back, I want Trent to come back if that's possible. I don't know if it's gonna be possible because I think the thing is it's just the whole Ron situation where he's pretty much saying, you know, what have you done? You know, he did a Janet Jackson on him. Like, what have you done for us lately? Yeah. And I don't know if he's going to be able to ever, like, you know, overcome that. But yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it has to do with Dan Snyder, too. And that would also play into my perfect offseason wish list is if Dan Snyder just sold the team already. Yeah. And that's one thing, too. That's what I'm telling you. That's what I was low key hoping. And and I, and that's why I, 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 I hate to say this, but I remember when we were doing the show in the summer, we talked about this a little earlier, what we thought was going to come out. We were like, if that comes out, he's gone. Yeah. If, you know, what we thought in theory was right. the main issue. Yeah, because I think that's what really, I think that's what's going to really, like, kind of essentially take us over the hump. I think having that type of mantra and a lot of it is so weird to me. It's like, and that's why you're hoping like the whole situation with, you know, with Ron getting rid of uh, Dwayne essentially, and almost he didn't have to get permission. That was the, like, to me was the first step. Like to a point where, so now I look at this type of move and be like, okay, well going forward, he do, he doesn't need to be drafting 
or even have an input and just let somebody run that team. Yeah. That's the problem. He's even though he's not like a Jerry Jones where he's in your face, but he does like he's he's a Jerry Jones on the low. Mm-hmm. Like Jerry Jones is in your face. Yep. But he's behind closed doors and uh, is doing ridiculous things. Like like all of it. Like like the whole situation with drafting Dwayne. Well, because his son, my son went to his school and all this like all like like stupid stuff, especially when it comes to like the court, like and not utilizing it. Like to me, like when we talked about, I don't know if we might have talked about before, but the whole situation where Urban Meyer came in last year against Philly, because that's when we thought we were gonna get Urban Meyer. Yeah. And then that was like, well, who like even him like <clears throat> the thing is. You got a guy like a Dwayne Haskins who's already was like kind of somewhat of a question mark. Like, do you did you do your due diligence? Do you do your research? Like, even Urban Meyer was saying, well, he's immature and like this and like that's when I like that's when when I hear that. Okay, I'm calling like when I hear that, I'm calling him and Ryan Day at not at the same time, but and 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 in somewhat of a you know. In a close time frame, because I, exactly. I, I want to gauge, uh, what do you see? Like, is he worth it? Like, I need counsel. Like, yeah. if you're, you know, like to me, I want counsel. Like, I want, like, why, why would you say something like that to that, you know, about him? Yeah, and like, because you know, and that's just, and to me, that spoke volumes to me. So I would have definitely got on the phone with him. Got on the phone with Ryan Day. And just, you know, and let him talk to Gruden or let him talk to somebody or, you know, at that time talk to Bruce or something. Yeah. And that's why, like, and that's why people, when you, this is why organizations fail, essentially. And yep. like we like we talk about this all the time. A lot of people, we, we always sit and we always say, we everybody knows the keys to be successful in this league. You have to build your trenches. You have to build your offensive and your defensive line. Yeah. Everything else comes into play. But everybody, like I always say, everybody wants to reinvent the wheel and say, hey, well, we can do this. We can do that. No, you have like, like I look at with the Jets. Yeah, another perfect example. You get those two generational bookend talents, everything else will play for itself. Like you already got a pretty decent defensive line. Get that offensive line. You can get some, you know, get specialty players here and there and other rounds. Like you said, Seattle, you can get a skilled position at that, you know, it's like you need a wide receiver. It's going to be a wide receiver mm-hmm. rich draft or whatever you need. But to me, you get, you get your offensive line, your defensive line, you get them all together, and you can do so much stuff in this league. Like you look at with us. Like, I, like I'm glad, like, we look at the quick turnaround because you – you pretty much, you know, build your defensive line with number one, uh, number one picks. Yeah. And now you can move on to something else. And then maybe you can strengthen your the offensive line a little bit better. And then that's when you can bring in any type of quarterback that you, that you need and everything else take care of itself. You get the trenches. You're good. That's all mm-hmm. you need. Everybody else, everybody else you can get on the cheap. You can get, you know, like we talking about like running backs, they're a dime a dozen. I mean, it's you know, you know, it's not you know, they, they're not like a you know, they're not like a snowflake. Yeah. You know, it, you can just get them at any price, 
at any type of premium. You don't have to overpay for a running back or certain positions. Get these guys on rookie deals, but make sure that line is good. Yeah. But yep. So as my man Coach always says, we're going to put a bow on this episode, and unfortunately we're putting a bow on the 2020 season for the Washington football team. Coach, thank you so much for coming on. As always, so much fun talking Washington football with you. And and can just say real quick, uh, shout-out to VP Jeff Hunt. And I always think of this day. I always think of where I was at when I started this last year. Meanwhile, if we're just talking about it, um, I had put on Twitter – any Washington football fans that do podcasts, I'm looking for one or, or several. I was looking for someone to do, you know, just talk Washington football with. And our man Jeff was like, hey, check out Couch Coach Live. So we, I hit him up. We talked for – we tried to do one. I think my daughter ended up getting sick, so he couldn't do one that day. But we ended up doing it, and it has been fun ever since. Yeah, uh, You are definitely my go-to for anything Washington football. I can always count on you. Um, thank you always for coming on, and thank you for having me on your shows when you do. It's always so much fun. Yeah, man, definitely appreciate you, man. Yeah, man, it was it was funny. Like I'm telling you, Jeff, shout out to the pod father. Yeah, the other one, he he definitely has helped me. Like we talked about, definitely has all put us all in positions to be where we at now, as far as just connecting us with other people and what have you. But yeah, man, I definitely appreciate you, Rob. I definitely, um, you know, your contributions to when we did the Redskins funeral. I, I was like, man, I got you. You got to come with me. Uh, definitely appreciate you for not essentially helping me not, you know, jump off the cliff of this Washington football team. And then also your contribution to uh, uh, Overreaction Monday, and then also your contribution to Couch Coach Live. And definitely, man, we'll definitely. Um, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do some stuff with this uh this Washington football team. We're gonna um we're gonna get to get get that going and man it's 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 been a fun ride, man. And yeah, man. You know, it's and it's great, like you know, to have you know you know, especially the you know, we both had that love of the team and, mm-hmm. and I found it was refreshing that we, you know, as far as especially when we did the funeral. Essentially, well, the home going service for our beloved Washington Redskins team. Yeah, and it was just as emotional as it was for me, and it was for you. So it was like kind of one of the things where we both kind of, when it comes to this team, it's it's a love. It's 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 kind of one of those kind of a it's a weird type of unexplainable type of love, but we know what it is when it comes to this team. Like we love yeah. unconditionally, you know. So it's like it's kind of it's, it's it's always great to be around. A, I call it kindred spirit, especially when it comes to the Washington football team. So yeah. it's been a hell of a ride, and it makes and it and like you said, it makes for great content like this. Like I mean, you look at when we do, and even when we did the see, um, and when I used to do the, the um, Sunday sit down, and like I always say, like I think we hit like a thousand views. Yeah, all that, and I was it it tripped me out, and it's funny because you think about it. Cause when we did that, that's what I think when when we first, I think it was like one of the first episodes we did, and like I knew it was like, man, we hit it off great. I was yeah. like, this is my like, yo, this is my guy. Like, yeah, like, yeah, we hit it off like right off the jump, and it was almost like it was like boom. That's when we it, and everything just took off. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, coach, go ahead and tell the people where they can find you at. Go and plug all your social medias and what you have coming up in the future. Facebook, Twitter, 
um, Instagram, Apple Podcast, Couch Coach Live. Um, we got a couple things going on tomorrow. We got See You Sunday on the uh, Off the Media Network. Then I'm doing the Slick Talk show. Uh, my guy from England, actually, another guy the Paw Father hooked me up with. So that's a huge shout out to my guy Rich. Um, then uh, we got some some stuff going on. We'll be um, we'll be recapping college football with my guy Zach from the Blue Bloods podcast, which I think we're gonna probably do that towards the end of the month. And then we'll get geared up for Super Week. And man, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be some good times going on here at Couch Coach Live and also on the um, Off the Ball Network. Uh, we're gonna hit you guys with some content up, upside y'all head. But yeah, that's what's up. I, I'm definitely looking forward. Uh, that show with with Rich. Yeah. Um, y'all already know where you can find me. Let me go ahead and put it right there. FNC Pod on Twitter, Football and Show Podcast on Facebook and Insta uh, and Instagram. Um, definitely have big things coming this this year. Not only for me specifically and my show, but for the network. Uh, we're working out some details. Hopefully, I will be able to release it and announce it sometime soon. I'm very, very excited about it. Um, for those of you that just random are into gaming, um, I am starting my own Twitch stream, Football and Chill Gaming. Um, so if you're garbage at Call of Duty or if you think you're trash at Call of Duty and you just want to make, your feel, uh, make yourself feel better by seeing somebody who's probably 100 times worse than you on COD, come check it out. Um, that one's just gonna be for fun. Uh, but again, thank you everybody uh, who tuned in. This will be up on Apple Podcasts on Spotify in the next forty-eight hours. I'm gonna go through, download the audio, and put it up. Uh, so if you're not able to watch this, if you weren't able to check out this live version or you know see the video whenever you're scrolling through Facebook, definitely check out the audio version. Thank you so much to G Money for commenting. Over on Periscope, Dylan Watson, thank you so much for participating. I appreciate y'all. Uh, good stuff. Love interacting with other people. Thanks again, everybody, for, for watching this. And we will see you next time.